definitely on. Okay, are you ready now? Yes. Okay. Welcome to Two, Two Girls and a TARDIS. We did a really good job with that. Yeah. We're getting better. We are getting so much A couple much episodes better. ago, it was pretty off. <laughs> we needed our rhythm. It's okay. I'm Katie. And I'm Brittany. And this is episode five, World War Three. Yep. And that is season one, episode five of New Who. Part two. This is part two. This is a two-parter. So if you want, go ahead and listen to part one. And... Which is Aliens of London. We yep. just recorded. Yep. And just, again, if you are new to this or if you listened to the other one and then you took a break and now you're coming back, we say what we want, we do what we want, we curse, we say whatever, talk about shit, and there will be... Spoilers! <laughs> gets me every time. <laughs> so, um... Yeah, we get to River Song. Is there anything that we want to recap from the last episode? Um, should we just say where we left off, or do you want to do, like, a mini, mini recap? No. Yeah. There's aliens. aliens. They landed. They're trying to destroy the Earth. It's pretty, sounds pretty standard. Yeah. The doctor's there. Yeah. Chaos ensues. Yeah. The time stream got fucked up. Shocker. Sure. Sure. Rose's mom thought she was dead. Murdered was, by Mickey. Yeah. More than likely. missing for a year. She slapped the shit out of the doctor. She slapped the shit out of the doctor. And, yeah, missing for almost a year. Mickey's been made fun of a bunch. Yeah, poor Mickey. <laughs> they killed a sweet little pig. <sighs> and turns out there are some big fat butthole alien face babies that <laughs> have stolen humans and made them into skin suits that they're wearing and have taken over the government and have just attacked the Doctor and Rose and the awesome Harriet Jones and a bunch of British government officials and, like shocked them, kind of. It looked like they, like, electrocuted them. Yeah, that is where we left off. And the doctor has, like, turned the electrocution back on the aliens. He's, and uh, it cuts out there, and then it re... And that's where we come back in. Yep. Before even the intro of episode five. Yeah. They're just... So they're, like, the aliens are getting shocked. Mm-hmm. And all aliens, not just the ones that he's shocking. Like, there's an alien in Jackie's apartment that's being shocked... Yeah. And so we kind of see that they have this, like, connection. The aliens have a physical connection. Yeah, they're sort of like a like a hive mind type mm-hmm. of thing. Um, so that's, that's right where it comes back in. Yeah, so then we're going to jump into it. They don't die, unfortunately. That'd be so easy. They don't, no. They get a little fried, and then they're, like, perfectly fine. Yeah. Pretty much. Like, it, all that They're achieved, irritated. They're irritated, and it achieved... The Doctor and Rose and Harriet and Jackie. Like, everybody being able to escape from their current situation, which was not good. Yeah, they were so all stuck. they escaped their sticky situation from the aliens being... You might say they... Fried for a minute. <laughs> stinky situation. Yeah. Because <laughs> they fart. Because they fart. Uh, the aliens fart I much. will leave. You know what? That's fair. I'm just gonna go. <laughs> I apologize, everyone. I apologize for what I've done. On behalf um, of myself... <laughs> oh, so yeah the Doctor and Rose and Harriet are running away and Harriet as they're running out away from the aliens with this awesome Wilhelm scream she's like ah! oh dude <laughs> like run away so and good it's so great I love it I didn't know what that was the Wilhelm the scream the scream Cam introduced me to yeah. it and now it's in so many movies and oh, every yeah. time we hear it it's like oh there it is yeah and for those of you that don't know it's 
in a movie when you hear, and it's usually like the guy in the background or like in an action shot, somebody's, I don't know, being thrown out of a car or whatever yeah. it is. And there's that like, oh, yeah, <laughs> it was like, it's your classic it fully sound scream. Yes. Is a Wilhelm scream. Yes. And once you hear it and realize that that's what it's called, it always sounds you like hear that. it everywhere. It yeah. always sounds the same. Yeah. It's like a very, I want to <laughs> do a good job at it. Do but you want me to find the sound and maybe. we can play it? Yeah. I'll see what I good. can do. But Harriet does kind of a, a version of that that's super great. It just sounds so like, it, it sounds very like classic, almost like B-movie horror. But it's in actually a ton of movies. It's not, in, it's yeah, not like it's a B-movie like thing. It's in like every, every movie. I think we were watching Indiana Jones when he first pointed it out to me. Yeah. Because somebody, like, in the car chase scene, and somebody is getting pushed out of the car, which is why, that's what I think of. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh! I'm a three-second <laughs> one, but I want to see if it's the right one or not. Oh, okay. So, well, just play it. We'll risk it? Risk it for the biscuit? Risk it. Because there's an ad. Oh, bet. Okay. Hang on. I'm turning it down. <laughs> oh, there it is. No, it's, okay. So this is the Wilhelm scream. Yeah. There it is, and there it's it everywhere. Is. Yeah, there it is. It's perfect. Ah! That's not exactly what Harriet does, but it's it's of the it's the it's, same. Yeah. yeah, it's of that kind of a thing, but which is great. Is there running away? Um, so then, okay, yeah. so they then they run into that bunker room, right? Yeah. The doctor uses the sonic, slams all of the shit down because it's meant to withstand missiles, like fallout. And yeah, shit like that. It's like the. It's like their, um, what do they call that in the, like the situation room? Yeah, it's the situation room. Yeah. The war room. Gentlemen, war you room. can't fight in here. This is the war room. <laughs> oh, God. That so mind yeah, never they're in, they're in, like, lockdown. But the aliens kind of snicker on the outside, there, like, because they have them trapped. Yeah, because really. they have them trapped. Yeah. But as Matt Smith's doctor said, if you value your life, there is one thing that you never, ever put in a trap. And then the weeping angel goes, what? And then he says, me. Boom. Fucking badass quote. We'll get to that one. But so it's the same thing. They're like, we've got you trapped. And the doctor's like, haha, fucking idiot. Hilarious. Hilarious. <laughs> yes. I don't know why the doctor now sounds like Corella DeVille when I do his voice. Yeah, well. Was she kind of Anita, British? darling, yeah. how are you? She wasn't British. She was just like yeah, she wasn't she British. Did. She was just She's like Madonna doing a fake accent or something. I feel like that should be a fun video that we do someday of uh, all the American stuff that's like, is it British or is it just boozy? <laughs> is it British or British or boozy? British or boozy. Or boozy. Or boozy. <laughs> British Trademark. boozy or boozy. We will be boozy and we will play <laughs> British, British or bougie. Or bougie. Like Trademark that. Two Girls in a TARDIS. Uh, now we're going to have to do that. Okay. British or bougie. We're going to drink. It's going to be great. <laughs> I'm going to make notes right now. I will forget. Um, so, so. They're trapped in this room. And I, this is an interesting part because the aliens, like, they don't see Rose and Harriet, but they, I think they, they get in at some point. I don't remember. But they go from this and the aliens can, like, smell the people and describe them. Yeah. And they say that Harriet Jones, they're like, she's like old and brittle. And yeah. They, and then they describe Rose as being like young and whatever, spry enough to bend before she snaps. Gross. Yeah, it's super Okay, gross. so again, 
as in like the first time, they would probably eat them, right? I guess so. They eat out their scoosh yeah. to make a <laughs> skin suit. I don't know what else. I mean, yeah, yeah. blood and and guts and scoosh viscera, but I prefer yeah. scoosh. scoosh. Yeah, it's good. I like it. I'm on board. Um, yeah. And so they're the all doctor, in that situation room. Yeah, he saves them in the nick of time, as per usual. It's not like gooder. Yeah, a big build up in that moment. I don't mm-hmm. think. Uh, now they're trying to figure out what the fuck to do. Because the bodies are in the closet. Yeah. The bodies have hit the floor. Yes. As they say. Um, the doctor asks the Slovene who they are. Because they said in the end of the last one, like, we are the Slovene, but he doesn't know. He doesn't know the species. He's unfamiliar with them. hmm Which is interesting. Like, I, not that he can be completely all-knowing, but, like... In, I mean, this is episode five, and even in three, he didn't know who that race was at first. Like, he's not... I think it takes him a second to pull it... That's to, true. Like, they go through that whole thing. Yeah, they have he's, to go through. What does he like, keep saying? Narrows, narrows it down. It down. <laughs> narrows it down. <laughs> narrows it down. Narrows it down. <laughs> Which I relate to. That's what my brain does when I'm trying to remember, like, the answer for a test. Yeah. I'm like, okay, come on. It's not this, then it's Because that. that's also, they have... So Jackie and Mickey escaped... Went to Mickey's apartment because they're yeah, hacking. Like they're hacking in the unit, and then the cop sniffs them out, and he shows up at the house or the Mickey's apartment, and that's when because she's on the phone with Jackie, and she's like, "What the fuck are we gonna do? Like, yeah. what are you gonna do?" Is this when Jackie asks the doctor, like? I've seen your world, and I know how dangerous it is, and this is my daughter. You have to tell me, is she safe? Is that this interaction? I think it's later. I mean, she kind of is asking him that the whole time. But yeah. she does specifically ask him that at one point. I think it's later. Okay. Because I know they're on the phone, and that's when uh, the cop is breaking down. He's getting in. He's, like, attacking him. And that's when the doctor is trying to narrow it down, because he has to figure out who they are, how to defeat how Jackie and Mickey yeah. can defeat them. And they say to him, because he's not familiar with them, and then they say, well, who are you if not human? Yeah. But they know he's not. But it's, I don't know, it's like a little nod of them being like, you act like a human, you stick up for the humans, you hang with the humans. Like, yeah. But we didn't sniff you out. So mm-hmm. I think, like, and that also clues in that their species hasn't really paid attention to any of the goings-on of the time war. They've just been about yeah, they don't making it, money. Cause and a lot of others do that he's met so they far. Know they know he's a time lord. Yeah. Yeah. And this is where they say that the Selene is a surname. It's not the name of their race. Mm-hmm. It's the name of their family. But we still don't know what... they. Obviously, we know that they're here for some nefarious purpose, and they say that it's a family business, but we still don't know what exactly they want of the Earth or of humans or whatever yet. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's interesting that Mickey and Jackie have teamed up, you know, there's kind of, like, two stories going on, two, like, mm-hmm. survival stories or whatever. Yeah. But they've teamed up despite the fact that, as Mickey puts it, Jackie hates him because she thinks that he has killed Rose. Yeah, she accused him of being a murderer year. for a year. But he saves her life. And then he they, like, team up for the rest of the episode. Yeah. And, like, sort of take care of each other, which is nice. And they did that before, you know, like, Rose left them kind of in her wake of leaving, and so that creates a, a bond mm-hmm. between the two of them, which makes sense. Um, yeah. And it happens again after she, after she yeah. leaves. <clears throat> and um, then 
we see on the TV, the broadcaster is talking, it's funny, actually, he's, like, talking about how random people are being summoned to Downing Street. Yeah. And he's like, and the head of the boating league, or, like, whatever. He's like, what connection do these people yeah, have? Yeah, like, we the Department of Agriculture, I think, yeah, is one of them. a bunch like, of, like, random fuck? people. Yeah. But it turns out they're aliens and They were all people suits. that they could be, in, that could be infiltrated. Yeah. So they're summoning, like, the rest of their alien family to mm-hmm. Downing. Um... And meanwhile, yeah, the Doctor and Harriet and Rose are trying to figure out who the Slovenes are, like, what race they are, and where they're from. Yeah. Um, yeah. We still don't know what they want. Um, and they <laughs> they narrow it down because Harriet points out that when they fart, it doesn't smell like a fart. It smells like bad breath. Like bad breath. breath, yeah. So they find out that... Calcium decay. She says calcium deficiency, yeah, calcium decay, and then through, it's kind of one of those random, like, oh, of course the blah 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 leads to this and Mm -hmm. that, and it's like, well, if you say so, but because of that, the doctor knows who they are, yeah, and figures out that they can be beat out with vinegar. Because, so, because calcium gets broken down by acid. That makes sense. So, and then that's why the, I always get a good laugh. With the, um, like, Hannibal crossing the Alps. Hannibal was the general. I think he was Roman. Was he oh. German? No, hang on. Before I sound stupid. <laughs> because <laughs> I... it up. Anyways. I was going to look this yeah. up before... But that's what leads the doctor, because his knowledge of their planet and their race, which I don't remember the names of, but you're going to tell us and pronounce it so correctly that no one could possibly <laughs> correct you. Um, Raxicalicophalibatorius. Whoa! <laughs> that's good. Unless I'm wrong. I don't think no, so. good. I don't think I'm wrong. Sounded great. But yeah, so he figures out who they are from that clue of, of Harriet's. Uh, and... He was a barbarian... Air bunnies. Barbarian. <laughs> he was the Carthinian general who fought against the Romans... And in order to get to, um, get to the battlefield, they had to cross the Alps, and there were all of these fucking boulders in the way, and they figured out, what the fuck are we gonna do? And then he realized you can pour vinegar on them, and you can loosen it up, and then basically, like, break them apart to push them out of the way. Oh, shit. Okay. So that's why they say, like Hannibal. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Because you can break shit down. Um, don't go me for saying Raxicalica Fallibatorius. Proud of you. It's good. I say did... One more time. Say it three times fast. <laughs> I cannot say it three times fast. Raxicalica phallibatorius. I'm not going to say it again. We're done. Proud of you. We're done. I'm going to drink more. <sighs> okay, this is the point where... Um, because they're on... So they're on the phone with Mickey and Jackie, and Mickey's trying to help figure out um, the Slovenes, you know, what they want or whatever yeah. with the doctor, and this is when Jackie asks if Rose is safe. Yeah. And he just doesn't answer. But you can see in his eyes, the answer is no, no, not necessarily. She never has been. Yeah, and he told Rose that from the beginning. Mm-hmm. But, you know, obviously Jackie didn't know. Rose didn't tell her, because you don't tell your mom that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, hey, Mom, I'm in danger. All right, see ya. Hey. Have a good one. So, yeah. He doesn't answer, and something comes up that negates him from having to answer. Like, some distraction, and then he can just kind of walk away. But yeah, well, because the they're starting to piece together what the signal was that they were transmitting and what's valuable. And then I think he opens the door and talks to them. And he's like, oh, I know what you're going to do. 
like, you're basically going to, because she can, they can hear the news. That's it. They hear the news where they talk about, we're going to launch, please UN give us codes because the ship is right above London, so we want to launch a nuke. Yeah, I th- yes, and they, I mean, they... And he pieces it together they and tell him talk to them. They tell him what mm-hmm. their plan is. Like he gets a monologue in, for sure. Yeah, the lady tells him, like, basically their plan is to destroy the Earth and split it up into bits of Yeah, they're going to sell it off rock. as slag. Yeah, because she says there's a recession out there, which is real now. <laughs> it's super uh, real. <laughs> and that, yeah, it's spelled, because it, it's like a fuel source. And they're yep. just going to sell it off. And he talks about, this is funny, because he says, and five billion lives is the cost. And she says, it's a bargain. It's a bargain. But, and so I was like, five billion? What the fuck? And I had to, in my brain, be like, okay, this is 2005, because we have, this year, there's going to be eight billion people on yeah. Earth. Fucking shit fuck. Yeah, uh, that's God. my reaction to that. <laughs> but I was like, Man. so I was looking up, and I was like, if you, but there was more like, actually, six billion people. In, I think it hit 6 billion actually even before 2000. Yeah. According to Google. So I was like, interesting that they said five. But anyway, either way, we've jumped up a crap ton and not even, I mean, over 2 billion in not even 20 years. So that's uh, that. That's another conversation. That's a different conversation. But yeah, it caught me off guard and I was like, 5 billion? Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Because it's 2005, yeah. Yeah, 2005. It still wasn't even more than that. They're going to wipe out everybody. Mm -hmm. And she's like, meh. And they don't give a fuck. What's a little bit of life compared to all this money? Which, you know, is a pretty appropriate um, characterization of maybe some elite power sources. I mean, that's what that are, are doing running us. Yeah. Like, yeah. You made it like we're doing that. Not all of us, but we, I mean, a lot of people support it without There are a lot of corporations and positions caring. of power, yeah, that are like, well, but money. Yeah. It's like, okay, but we, the planet, we only have one. Take care of the planet, folks. Yep. Just do it. Don't, like, just figure it out. Throw soup on Van Gogh's. That's not the best way to go about it. Just gonna put that out there. But, There's yeah, a lot of still important. <laughs> voting with your dollar and actual voting. Yes. That can be Using done. Using your voice and living your own life in such Instead a way. Instead of just the elite colonizing Mars and then being like, fuck See you! See ya! <laughs> <Mm-mm>. See you, <laughs> I would prefer that we pull a Star Trek and we actually make our future better and yeah, survivable. Which we, you know... We're capable of it. It's making very a choice. capable of it. But we'll see what the next fifty years brings because that's really going to be either a turning point. Uh, well, it'll be a turning point, but towards what direction? Because we kind of have Don't to figure make me it out. Sad. With it. Don't make me okay. sad, Brittany. It's real, and I have Sorry. to think about it all the time. But then I have like that existential crisis of like, oh god. Yeah. Um. Okay. So let's not. We do. We do fantasy sci-fi because we don't want to talk about it. Well, I mean, a lot of fantasy sci-fi doesn't always end very well. Well, and obviously, like, this, I mean, it's making, it's bringing this up because Mm -hmm. that correlation is there, so that's how it works also. And that's why we chose Environmentalism in sci-fi is, I think sci-fi is just a really, really fascinating and perfect modem to have that conversation about environmental protections and stuff like that. Because you have to think, look at our future, how are we going to do this? So much sci-fi, especially, is dystopian futurism, Mm -hmm. and a lot of it is so plausible, 
too plausible. I mean, like, Interstellar, I think, is such a great example yeah. of, like, how everything goes to shit, because we over-monocropped everything, and there's no fucking food, yep. and everyone has to be farmers. Wow, we could do a whole episode about all of the crazy futuristic possibilities that we see in sci-fi. And they say, I mean, think, like, Aldous Huxley and Isaac Asimov and all yep. these guys that were writing all this stuff. They knew. And now it's fucking 2022, almost 2023. Yeah. It's like, hmm. Where did they get that from? Ender's Game, Dune. Yeah. Like, so Ender's Game in particular, I always thought was an absolutely terrifyingly fascinating premise. Yeah. Of how we engage in warfare. And the terrifying part is that is exactly how we are engaging in warfare now. We literally sent children to war. That's what we're doing. People are 18 years old. And the whole, like, droids and making it making the battleground, like, a digital sphere, but like, it has real-world consequences. It's removing the yes. humanity from it. Yes. And more often than not, it's civilians that die in those scenarios rather than the quote-unquote bad guy. Yep. Wow, we're really on like, a... You can't see any of it. <laughs> <laughs> path here. So, hey. So that sucks. The Slovene did it first. They brought it up with their cold and calloused approach to the destruction of our world. They did. But... It's, also, a, it's a lesson because we're not not doing the same thing. I have a second vortex question. I'm going to write down. So oh, good. Yeah. Okay. Write you. that down and I'll keep uh, okay. summarizing. <laughs> keep us going. Keep us going. Uh, yeah. All right. So farts, tooth decay. We've gotten through that. <laughs> it's funny when they figure out that vinegar is going to stop them, right? It's like, there. that's another, like, ongoing sci-fi thing. It's sort of a trope. Like, when there's an alien invasion, there's always some element of, that exists on Earth that can defeat them. Like, yeah. in signs, it was water. Water. In War of the Worlds. Yeah. What was it? What was it in War of the Worlds? Oh, the, it, the air. It was up, right? also like, water. It was germs. Germs. It was the dew, the, like, microbiome of yeah. the Earth and the germs, like, got into, because the dew, like, sank into the exoskeletons. Yeah. And then fucking makes them all Fucked sick them and up. they fucking die. And they don't, they overlook it. Now, that I could see as a little more realistic, because if anything's gonna fucking it get does. you on another planet, it's gonna be the goddamn germs. We don't know how to handle I mean, we've that. we've seen that on our planet just before travel was so prolific, yes. going to other nations and people get fucking malaria or whatever it is while the people that live there Smallpox, don't black have plague. that issue. Yeah, yeah, they don't have any immunity to it. Yeah, so that's a thing. But it's funny how that that's like a classic defeating the aliens by some, you know But it's nature. Whatever. Yeah, substance chemical that Life. exists on Earth. Um, and he's uh, like, Mickey, do you have vinegar okay. in your kitchen? It's like, I don't know. Why I don't would I know? know? That? Yeah. It's your kitchen. It's your kitchen. <laughs> and he has all those vinegared things. Yeah. You kiss this man? <laughs> Pickled onions, Gross. gherkins. I don't know. Like, what have do you, you ever, think that comes from? Have you ever eaten a pickled onion? Or um, not a pickled onion, a pickled egg? Yes, they used to, when I lived in the town that I went to college in, they used to have this little tiny bar, and it was like cash only, it was like a room, and anyway, on the bar, they had pickled eggs, and it was something that you could get, and I think they were in like vinegar and booze, but it was like a hard-boiled egg in yeah. like vinegar booze, and you could buy them, and you know, only idiot college students. So did, them did you? Be, yeah. Were they good? I love vinegar. <laughs> it's like so a do weird, I. like, I flavor. love pickles. Yeah. I and pickle, love, like, pickles, I, yeah. olives. Yep. I really like it. vinegar. So it was an experience. It's not something that I crave, but it wasn't that bad. Okay. It's like, you know, 
a very weird version of taking a jello shot. Like, it's like, yeah. But what is a pickled onion? Like, is the texture of a pickled egg? I keep saying pickled onion when I don't mean that. I mean pickled <laughs> egg. Jesus Christ, Katie. It's no, the texture isn't any different. It's just like, it's just a hard boiled egg. Sour going down. Yeah, it's a hard boiled egg. Warm and sour yeah. going so it's down. It's like more sour oh. going down. Like, it's, you know, yeah, it tastes, <laughs> I mean, it tastes like a pickled egg. <laughs> It's diff- the difficult part is that like you're really selling it for me. Well, I'm not trying to. <laughs> no, I mean, I don't think it's anything that anybody craves. But well, who knows? There's I'm sure somebody does. Somebody does. Somebody does. Um, but yeah, Mickey, the hard part apparently. is like because you like it's the whole egg. You know, like sushi, you don't take take a bite of a piece. Like, you have to kind of eat the whole Wait, thing. Wait, you at just once. slurp the whole thing down like a duck? No, but you have to kind of like eat it all at once and get it down, you know? You don't like take a bite of it. It's like sushi, you put the whole thing in your mouth mm. at once. Whereas, like, normally with a, with a hard boiled egg, you like dip it in salt and pepper and take a bite of it. But this like is like, put the whole thing in, chomp it, and swallow it, and make a face. I would. I would From what I remember, that was the experience. And the egg would <laughs> cough out of me. I'm sure that's happened. I'm sure. <laughs> and they look like a bunch of, like, grody floating eyeballs. Like, it looks like a Halloween decoration when you're like, these are the eyes, and it's grapes or something yeah. floating in the water. Yeah. You know? Like, it looks gross. The brains. The bar. And yeah. spaghetti noodles. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I fell for that as a kid. I so, fucking did. It's a whole thing. <laughs> but okay. Anyway, vinegar. Vinegar. It's good stuff. They can be defeated. And? With the power of vinegar. Yeah. A lot of things can be defeated Apple with the power cider of vinegar. Apple cider vinegar is a powerful health substance, so you know, it's not so Hey man, off. white vinegar, hot water, a little bit of dish soap, and some elbow grease can clean basically Everything. anything in your house. Yeah. So. Vinegar has I many can see uses. It. I Defeating can see it. aliens, household cleaner. Yeah. <laughs> Probiotics for They guts. really should add that <laughs> as a... On their marketing. Yeah. Defeats aliens. <laughs> Bring new formula. Extra alien. We could defeating. come up, we could make a vinegar company based on Doctor Who. I'm sure we, there's no uh, legal implications of that. Mm. Copyright. Yeah, the BBC would never come after us mm. at all. Why would they? Not in the slightest. So, Fan content vinegar. So they throw vinegar on him. He explodes. He explodes? I thought he would just get like acidy melty face but i'm guessing for the special effects of the time it's a lot easier to just look like he goes please poofs yeah yeah and then they just get those gross alien guts all over them yeah that shit looks nasty <laughs> well Disgusting. that's a win i guess yeah i mean fx wise not that it's that but you know whatever. it looks like spaghetti noodles in green jello yeah I wonder it's if it was. It's not, like, CGI, right? It's no, just like, no, it's real. It's, yeah, like, physical goo. effects. Yeah, goo. actual goo. Yeah, PFX. Um, but this is, so, I think, before this, the aliens are trying to get the world leaders together to give them weapons of mass destruction. Yes. Because the, the head alien guy, being the now leader of British Parliament, because the PM has been killed or shipped off Yeah. It does a big sob story, like, the aliens are right above us, and the Earth is at war, and I'm mm-hmm. telling you all, the only way we can defeat them is to blow ourselves all yeah. to hell, basically. Yeah, he's begging he the United Nations. Way, but knowing that's what it's gonna do, like, if you open up that fucking can of worms, and everybody's sending nukes, 
then I mean, we're dead. Yeah. yeah. Everyone's going to die. You're not just going to get your target. You're going to yeah. wipe out everything else. Well, and especially the fact that there's no, like, spaceship floating above them. That they're, no, yeah, and even there if there isn't. were, it would not go well for us either. No! So they debate it, and then of course... I've seen Independence Day. Right? <laughs> See all that shit. It's not good. <laughs> it's another post-apocalyptic futurism mm-hmm. sci-fi. And we don't learn that lesson, though. No. But, yeah. So, of course, the world leaders get together, and then they're like, okay, yeah, sure, let's do it. We'll give them to you. Like, fucking typical. You sound trustworthy. Yeah, we'll give you the codes. I believe you. NPT. And then, yeah. so, that's when, that's well, when the doctor figures out, well, he's already always known what the plan is, but that's when they start to put together the plan of, like, we'll hack one, we'll just shoot it here. Right? Yeah. Well, the interesting thing about this scene, too, is when the doctor's kind of going back through, like, because this has been, like, a long orchestrated, this is a long con. This is a very, yeah, this is a very long con. Like, they've actually been on Earth for a long time. He finds out that their spaceship, you know, was on Earth, and and then came back and dropped something off, and then made it look as though they had just crash-landed. Yeah, and and it was actually a boomerang. Yeah. And so, yeah, and then they, like, dropped off the little, poor piggy little man. He will never not break my heart. They've been there, and they've been creating this situation in which they create this chaos and fear and the doctor says you know the purpose of it is because when humans are scared basically they go nuts and he says boom world war three and that's a very true and astute observation so they, they they've created this i mean they're you know they're fear-mongering like they're yeah. creating this they're terrorizing everyone to whip them up into this frenzy to where they will use Nukes Any force, yeah. Without really fucking thinking it through. Mutually assured was, destruction. Yep. And that was their plan, really, all along. Yeah. It's just, like, distraction and whipping people into the sphere. So... So it's what they wanted to do. Oh, did we miss the part... Rose, right away, is like, let's blow them up. Let's blow them up. And then... Yeah. Harriet Jones, MP, <laughs> fled on North. You're a very violent young woman. Yeah. And I... I love that quote because she's right. She's right. And that, well, like Rose you said, says, try traveling with him. I think she blames it on, and she's already had the experience to know, like, that's what it has to be. Like, yeah. She says, try traveling with him. And that's such a dichotomy in the doctor's character. And I think it's un- intentional. And it's also like a, from a character analysis perspective, I find it beautiful that he, is both so very, I want to save and preserve and protect life, while also so quick to murder yeah. entire mm. planets, Willing including to murder his in order own. To protect life. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. that's, it's just a dichotomy. I think because that's such a dichotomy in human nature yeah. itself. Yeah. And that's so hard of like, I mean, we've talked about this, and I'll always talk about it. That he calls himself the doctor, but he kills so much. Yeah. So much. Yeah. And. In killing to protect. But, I mean, I think we talked about this in the first episode when the plastic monsters attacked and he's like, you know, warned them, like, don't fuck with this planet or I'll fucking, you know, Mm -hmm. will annihilate you. Yeah. Like, I will make you extinct. And... 
you know, they get presented as the bad guy, the plastic monsters, because they're fucking shit up. But it's no different for him to, like, annihilate them than, than, than them coming to annihilate Earth. We don't know what their perspective is, really. Yeah. It's just however it gets presented. So. Well, he's very... A lot of the Doctor's ethical paradigm is very, like, utilitarianism. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever does the greatest good for the greatest number of people. Yeah. But humans, because he's chosen humans. He's picked as humans. His people to He doesn't always he side the with them. Because he and does. then humans are evil. Who knows? Yeah. Like, he's chosen humans. Yeah. And he, in other planets, when they're on other planets, he will try to save them. Yeah. But that's always, you know, it's the inherent flaw with utilitarianism in general is the idea of who gets to decide what's the greatest amount of good and what about the thing that you are sacrificing? Yeah. What about their rights? What about what's ethical or wrong in their eyes? If you're just going to slaughter one population to save another, is that good? Well, and that comes That's up. only good depending on whose side you're on. Right, and what perspective... Or, or if you're not on a side, what perspective yeah. you're being presented? If you're situation. on the other end of that blade, it is not a good scenario. Yeah. And that comes up right next because once they figure out what they need to do to stop the aliens and to stop the Earth from destroying itself, yeah. <laughs> the world leaders from destroying the Earth, um, the Doctor figures out that in order to stop that from happening and save them, like he needs to put them at risk, and, and more importantly, to put Rose at risk. Yeah. So he he says Blow like, up. yeah, it's a par- he's like I can potentially save the Earth and lose you, mm-hmm. or lose everyone else and save you. And save you. And so it's like again, what's you know what's the perspective? What's the right thing to do? Yeah. Obviously, typically you go with good of good of the many. Yeah. <laughs> well, Jackie's telling him save her daughter, R- um, but Rose is but, saying, go ahead. Yeah. Well, and Harriet. She, that's when she really steps in and, like, you're like, oh, this bitch is a Bad bitch moves, yeah. Yeah. She commands that presence. Like, she's like, I am the only elected official in this room and I am telling, and therefore, mm. I have the right to tell you this is what you're going to do and obviously save the many. Yeah. But she, that's when she steps up and she's like, here's how it's going to fucking be. Here's why mm-hmm. I get to tell you. And she he's regulates. like, you should run for prime minister. Yeah. Ha ha ha. Ha ha. <laughs> or I think that's at the very end. Foreshadowing. Yeah. yeah. Um, so. Yeah, she does. And Jackie's very upset. And Rose is like, hey man. Because Rose is a G and compassionate. And also mm-hmm. understands. Compassionate. Understands that like, if it's save the rest of the planet or lose me. Because she's also thinking, like, I choice. have to save your life, Mom. Yeah. It's I have to save Mickey. Yeah. Make that choice. She continually makes that choice all yeah. the time. She constantly throws herself in the line of danger. Yeah. For others and the lesser. Which is... And the underserved and... Add that to the list of what makes a good companion. Yep. Yeah. You have to be willing to jump in. If you're not, there's a few companions who are in, like, you know, the one-off episodes or the, like, tertiary. Mm-hmm. And... If they're well, they not always, willing to they do usually that, die. they usually either die or they don't last. But they, I mean, we're coming of... up on one of my least favorite Ooh. side characters. Fucking Adam, is that his name? The guy she picks up from the broadcasting station and he gets... Oh, yeah. Where she takes so him to the broadcasting station. Yeah. I don't enjoy his character. <laughs> 
that's nothing about the person. I honestly have no idea. They're probably lovely. Yeah. But the character, like, no. Annoying. No. No time for him. But, I mean, there are several, like you said, the one-off companions from, like, the Christmas episodes or the transition episodes Mm -hmm. that they, I mean, I can think of, like, three right now. Like, they die. Helping the doctor defeat the evil to help everybody else on the ship in the whatever. Like, Kylie Minogue in the Titanic. Was that her? Yeah. I didn't realize that was her. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Because I remember watching it and going, hey, wait a minute. Yeah. I know you. I didn't realize at the time. But, yeah, I mean, that happens in several episodes. But, um, yeah, so they figure out how to save the world. And Mickey the Idiot, that's what he calls him. Mickey the Idiot. So mean. Uh, Mickey so the idiot, mean. but he comes through and he's on the other end on the unit website or database, whatever, yeah. and helps. I mean, you know, they may not have they hacked the, the missile yeah. without that. So. Also, it's so 2005 that he well, sure. on a laptop, a random like we with his random router knowledge, or that he can break through firewalls. Yeah. Encrypted systems. I mean, they never talk about him having a separate that skill, server. Do they? No, and that yeah. the the military, the military mainframe, <laughs> right, is just going to have one password to get into yeah, everything. He's like, just keep putting and the that same password, password is what the Buffalo. Was Buffalo. Is yeah, that what he says. I couldn't tell what he said. Yeah, that's stupid. Two uh, F's, one L. I think he says Buffalo. Two yeah. F's, one L. Just keep using that. How does, does he know that's what it is? Did he create, like, a special password that can break through everything? Unit? Like, the same way that, the <laughs> like, his, the Sonic screwdriver can get into everything. Yeah. That's how he gets money. He used it in such a weird way in this episode. What was it? To, like, turn, he, like, changed a liquid into, I don't know. He used the Sonic screwdriver in a really weird he way in this episode. I can't yeah. remember. It's kind of, but... It's that old joke, it's like, a, reverse the pol- polarity, and you're like, the fuck the does that even mean? multi-tool. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, they saved the world. They survived. Well, and they, I mean, they still have to, you know, he was he risking their lives, so yeah. they go inside a closet and survive the mm-hmm. blast, the localized blast Rose that they had to Rose is thinking use. on her feet. Yeah. And she's like, hey, in an we earthquake, you find the strongest part. So, what's the strongest part yeah. in an already in strong closet unit? Yeah. yeah. So, they survive the blast inside the closet. And they're fine. Surprise, surprise. Yay. Rose doesn't die. Yeah. <laughs> and neither does the doctor. Yeah. In a show Every- called Doctor Who. Everybody's good. <laughs> and everyone survives. But then they still have to deal with the questioning and the wrath of Jackie Tyler. Yeah, it goes back to the family, the domestic uh, scenario. It goes back to the domestics. Well, it's funny because she... So the, and then they just kind of are back in Rose and Jackie's apartment, and and Harriet's on the television taking, and not like not in a dick way taking credit, but she's being interviewed mm-hmm. for having you know these heroic yes whatever, and Jackie's pissed because she thinks she's like she's taking credit for what you did. My daughter saved the world. Yeah, and Rose is like, well, the doctor helped a little, a little bit, like sarcastically. Yeah, he may have helped a little. <laughs> And then Jackie kind of launches in, and she's not, like, totally sold on the doctor yet, but she's like, well, what does he eat? Yeah. like, this grass and safety pins or something. Grass and safety pins. She's like, no, like, he'll have the shepherd's pie, because she wants to make him dinner, and she's like, we'll have a proper sit-down, like Mm -hmm. family. And, you know, she wants, because she wants to know about her daughter's life, and she's accepted the fact that he is a part of it. Yeah. She says, you're infatuated with him, so he's a part of this, and I need to 
accept it and learn about it. Because if she doesn't, I mean, Rose is going to do what she wants. Right. She's, yeah. Yeah, Rose has shown that already. And she says, I'm not infatuated with him, but, you know, but whatever you, you want to call it. It's a lot of different things. But you, know, you are. Yeah. It's but okay. It's, so am I. Sure. I'm infatuated with a lot of fictional characters, sure. if I'm being completely honest. <laughs> um, and she is. And, like, okay, that's fine. But just, she's your mom, you know? Yeah. Your mom is always wanting to, to make sure that you're going to be okay. Yeah. Of course. So Rose invites him to dinner. Or, like, I think he calls, yeah, he calls her on the cell phone. And she's like, you have a cell phone? And he's like... Yeah, I have everything, basically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> of course. Mm-hmm. And he's like, all right, get your get your shit, we're leaving. Yeah. Pretty much. And she's like, well, my mom wants to have dinner and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, he's kind of rude. He scoffs it, uh, scoffs at it mm-hmm. and is like, I don't, like, I don't care and I'm not coming to dinner, but you can stay if you want. Because he's got some other I think that's thing a little, that he knows. I think that's a little bit of him protection. protecting himself. He's being a yeah. crashy old goat yeah. because anytime he gets that attached to much to the companions connection. yeah yeah it's too much human connection yeah um, or like dives deep into their families too because i think well and that starts to unlock i think my personal headcanon is that unlocks a lot of things that the doctor literally runs from i mean he runs from his feelings and the loss he's experienced of his yeah, planet and his time. family and his identity yeah all of the other companions because at this point this is his ninth Regeneration, and he's lost all of them before. Well, not, yeah. uh, um, not, not all the, the of them. Extra ones in between, or whatever. Yeah. But yeah. But Sarah um, Jane Smith, she's not dead, but he left but he, her. Yeah, they, he left they leave her. his life. Yeah. I mean, or like one way or another, Donna, and yeah. he constantly talks about that. I mean, every time when there starts to be emotional investment on his end, mm-hmm. when he can no longer be the cold, astute anthropological observer. Yeah. That's when he insults humans. Yeah. Or does stuff like fucking dinner. I told you leave the domestics. Out. Yeah. And it's probably um, easier for him to feel that way when it's just the two of them traveling through time and space or whatever, but when you're back on earth and her mom's involved and all these other yeah. things, it's just like even more yeah. ties to They have like families, they have relationships. Yeah. yeah. And he it's a stark reminder that, like, he doesn't have any of those. Yeah. Which breaks my fucking heart for the doctor. Yeah. But he doesn't. They all died. Yeah. yeah. Or did they? That's a whole word. That's a separate thing. Okay. <laughs> and I have um, feelings about <laughs> it. <laughs> he makes an excuse, too, to, like, he's like, I gotta go do this other thing, this other... You know, save this other planet. Yeah. Like some catastrophe. Yes, is is his excuse for not going, or whatever. And so he's like, "You can stay." And and all, when he says that, there's like a little twinge in his face where he's like, "Fuck, what if she stays?" What if she stays, yeah. But of course, she's not going to. No, like we know she's not going yeah. to. She knows she's not going to. Yeah. There is a moment where she's like, "I should," but I'm not going to. I'm gonna take that shepherd's pie to go. Is what I'm yeah. gonna do. And I'm so never gonna she... say no to a good ass shepherd's right. pie. <laughs> <laughs> that is such a fun thing to make. Cam so and I make it, not like all the time, but we've made it a few times, and I don't know that we're necessarily making it perfectly, correctly, to the British standard, but we do our best and we enjoy we're it. Probably, it's fun to make. We're probably not. It's so very fun. It's a delicious it's layer cake of... Meat. Of, yeah. Potatoes. Vegetables. Savory items. <laughs> I don't think traditionally it has cheese on it. 
Oh, we cheese it up. But there's like two I layers do. of cheese. I do because I'm an yeah. American, <laughs> and I need Sorry. cheese <laughs> yeah. on my. I'm gonna catch there's, flack. Yeah. Britain, do not come after me. But on my uh, casserole, our bastardized on American my casserole, stuff. I'm gonna put cheese on my casserole. <laughs> yeah, our American shepherd's pie. Like in the winter, we make a lot of corn farmers pie, tater tot hot dish. Ooh, so fucking good. Nice. Classic Midwest tater tot hot dish. Tater tots. It's a cream of insert anything. <laughs> Any type of protein you want. Is this, is it almost Thanksgiving? Is that why we're <laughs> No, I'm thinking about casserole because right. the weather is turning. It is that's what I'm saying. It's that time it's casserole time of year. It is casserole. So Shepherd's Pie. It's casserole time of year. That's gonna be can I put that on a t shirt? Yeah. It's the most wonderful time of the year and it's just a casserole dish. <laughs> Trademark, Katie. With a, Two like, and a That's me. That's a me thing. on the back of it, yeah. Dude, always sure. cheese. Forever yeah. cheese. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I remember when I first, actually, like, one of the first restaurants, I think it was the first restaurant I ever worked at, it was, like, a British pub-style place, mm. and they had bangers and mash and shepherd's pie and all these things that I did not know. I didn't know what any of that was before I started working there. Yeah. Was this in Denver? Knowledge gaps. No, it was in... Not Denver. It was in Fort Collins. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's vague enough. Is it? It's not because we <laughs> don't trust Denver. you, fellow Whovians. It's because <laughs> we don't trust the internet at all. Yeah. We don't. And I don't mean at all. I mean at all. At E-T, all. Meaning the internet at large. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I didn't know what that stuff was. Okay, yeah. cool. But it was, and then I tried it and I was like, this is delicious. Yeah, it's so, wonderful. Yeah. I had, well, I had Shippers Pilot growing up all the time as a kid, but... Um, my favorite restaurant when I was a kid and growing up in near San Francisco. Yeah. Uh, it was called, um, I think the English bank. Okay. And it was a, it was a pub like in an alleyway. The door was like in a concrete wall. It was oh. the best, best shit. It was Legit. so fun. That was my first experience with, with good, like, like, seafood with, like a pub. Too, oh yeah. Cause I mean, it's San Francisco. Yeah. But the UK um, is... Islands, and yeah. so they do a lot of seafood. Yeah, and that was my first experience with, like, pub style, and I loved it. And then I loved actually going to England official. Yeah. And sitting in, like, real pubs. We will go back. There will be a time. Yeah, I'm down. We will go. It will be great. For sure, for sure. So the doctor doesn't come to dinner. He doesn't have the shepherd's pie. His fucking loss. Guess who's not coming to dinner? (laughs) Is that... Not Sydney Portier. <laughs> um, so, and then Rose, you know, Jackie walks into her room and Rose is packing and she's like, please don't, please don't leave. Like yeah, her mom says, please don't leave. Be, like asks her to stay knowing that she's not going to. And that, and that's when she says like, you know, once, once you go doctor, you can't go back. She's like, if you'd seen the things I've seen, you can't mm-hmm. stay home. She's you know? got a good point. You, like, like it's, you've seen the end travel. of the world. You've yeah. seen all of time and space. That's another thing that the companions have in common, and probably anybody would put mm-hmm. in that situation. Well, actually, that's not true, because they don't all. Like, some people travel with him, and then they stop, you know? Martha? Yeah. Um, well, she, but she's still, it's the need to see. She ends up see, being a badass bitch, and yeah. she needs to see, and she goes. But yeah. she does put her foot down, and she's like, no. I have to quit. I have my boundary now. And some of the companions do that. Like, they they quit mm-hmm. because they have to, not because they want to. Um, 
But yeah. Sarah Jane Smith does she mentions that to Rose in later seasons. Like you'll like, get to a point. You see, you get that taste. Well, and that's how, it and happens. then you have to come back. Yeah, none of them ever just like okay, I'm over it. They either have to for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Like Donna was going to die if not. Yeah. Like she had to wipe her memory, and or they do die. Either they die or they have to quit because yeah. they can't. Something continue on. nobody's ever like happens. that was fun. Thanks. Yeah. See ya. Like that's yeah. not how it works. It's this need to see, to experience, to continue. Nobody mm-hmm. has ever just like walks away from it without that being hurtful to mm-hmm. have to do that. So, yeah. So Rose has to go and. She walks out to the TARDIS, and the graffiti boy is cleaning up Bad Wolf. Bad Wolf. And the doctor's like, the doctor makes him. Yeah. Clean that shit up. Nice. Youth. It's like the teacher. <laughs> hey. Youth. Hey, kid. <laughs> yeah. Makes him clean that shit up. Dude. Um, and Mickey, well, actually, I think before Rose even comes out, Mickey's out there with the newspaper. Yeah. And the whole, the fucking headline is like, alien hoax. And he's like, are you fucking kidding me? Yep. Like, all that shit that people saw mm-hmm. with their own fucking eyes and experienced... And it's a hoax. Like he's like, how can we do this because as a society? Because as muggles don't see nothing, do they? <laughs> you have like anything crazy? As you have we, to explain it away. As we have experienced in our own lives, humans are able to believe and then disbelieve so many things, yeah. even when. The factual evidence is existing that it happened and it was real. Denial is very powerful. We will either believe that something that's not true is true. We will conversely believe that something that is true isn't. Is not. We act against our own self-interest. Yeah, and denial is incredibly powerful because it makes us feel safe. Yeah, we need to believe that there is some sense of control and order to the chaos, or we will go insane. So it's a lot easier for us to say, oh, it was all a hoax and it's fine and there's nothing like that. And we know that our reality is what it is. Are we like that inherently or are we like that because modern, whatever you want to consider modern society, has led us to be that? Because I believe, and maybe this is just my fantasy sci-fi love, that there used to be these things that we now think are myth and legend and... Or that there could have been, you know, whatever you mm-hmm. want to think. If there were giants or dragons or what the fuck ever. There, like, there was magic. There was more magic in the world, however you want that to... Whatever you want that to mean. Yeah. And there's... I don't know if there's less of it now or if we just have scorned it and written it off for so many years that it feels like there's less or there's too much modern bullshit, you know, gumming up the works and mm-hmm. wiping it out. But I wonder, like, if inherently as humans we don't have that, like, openness to believe or if that's just where society has led us. I think that we've always been like that. I think our our definition of magic has just taken on a different name. Yeah. Even though there's lots of stuff that we didn't have explanations for that we do now, and... We just there's like just the a different there's just a different set of things used to be the same and now yeah and now it's just science. science is still magical yeah it's still bananas <laughs> that our brains work the way they do and we don't know how yeah it's true it is, and there's a lot that we still don't there's, know there's still so many things that we don't know and I think even though we might have a bare bones concept of 
kind of what a phenomenon is. Mm-hmm. I don't think that makes it any less miraculous. Yeah. It's just, it's just different. I struggle with and that And we've sometimes. always been, I mean, Salem witch trials and the witch trials that oh, happened God. in all of Western Europe yeah. are a clue enough that we have always been wanting to disbelieve or rationalize or explain away things. I don't think it's necessarily modernity that has given us a new mental Well, I mean... Whatever. Yeah. When I say modern, I mean, like... I don't know. Like, you know, since we started... I think the fact that we have computers Agriculture and, you know, I'm talking about, like, very... Yeah. Yeah. I think the fact that we have a computer in our hand at any moment of the day, for better or for worse, it's pretty fucking magical. Yeah. And I just, I think it's just shifted. And that's sometimes a thing for humanity to grapple with. That, like, what we've deemed as inexplicable. We just shifted it over into a new unit or a new definition or a new series of things. But it doesn't take away from the root of, like, holy fuck, the world is a pretty bananas place. Yeah. I mean, if you took, you know, somebody, a Neanderthal man, whatever, like Mm -hmm. Encino Man, you took somebody... Like Encino... (laughs) Brendan Fraser! So many stories that do that take somebody from the past and through whatever circumstance, drop them into the future. Yeah. They and would still the, think like, what we have is magical. Shit is magic, yeah. yeah. Cars, any of it, like, yeah. whatever. How does it work? Whatever you're not familiar with, whatever you don't mm-hmm. Gwyneth, know. metal birds with people inside yeah, of them. Yeah, exactly. Magical. Yeah. All of it is, we just, we're just... Yeah. We're just, uh, transferring. It's just the evolution of things. Mm-hmm. And... If magic is energy, energy cannot be created or destroyed. So magical energy is just be shifted to the next thing. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. Um, this is also the point where the doctor invites Mickey to go traveling with them, which is huge Mm -hmm. because before this, I mean, he called him Mickey the idiot. He really thought he was completely fucking worthless. And then Mickey helps them save the world. And the doctor has a new respect for him. Yeah. And ask, I mean, the fact that he would ask him to join is big. It's a little bit grudging, but I really like it. A little, yeah. He's still not, like, completely sold. Like, oh, this guy's the greatest now. But he's like, hey, man, you proved yourself, and, you know, maybe there's more to you than I gave you credit for Mm -hmm. initially. Um, And Mickey declines. He's just not, he's just not ready for it yet. But then, then Rose comes out, and she invites Mickey to go. Mm -hmm. And before Mickey can say anything, the doctor's like, no, he's not invited. Yeah. Because, he, and he's, like, helping him save face. Yeah. Because he doesn't want Rose to think that... He's scared. He's scared, or he didn't want to, like, for whatever his reasons were. So I thought that was cool, too. Like, he invited yeah. him to go, and then he also kind of helps him save face in front of Rose. Yeah. And she doesn't really give up, uh, like, she doesn't really put up that much of a fight about it. She's like, well, he just helped to save the world. And the doctor's like, no. And she's like, okay, see ya. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> see you, bye. Bye. Yeah. Super great kisses. Super great Bye. Yeah. Love you. Um, and of course, Jackie is not. very upset. That yeah, she's, she's leaving not happy again. about she's it. She's not happy. And Rose tells her, you know, I could be gone for however long and however far and see all these things, but to you, I'll be back in 10 seconds. Yeah. And then when they leave, she counts the seconds on her watch she and 
and then just walks away. Uh, but she walks away with Mickey. At least they actually walk now. Separate. They know. Oh, they do they this do. time. They yeah, separate. but they're that was wrong. But they'll still support each other. Yeah. But yeah, I thought that was interesting. But how they know they came back together. And she's then they not dead. Did separate. Yeah, and now they have that even further shared bond. Yeah, but I mean, she could. Well, yeah. I mean, it, obviously, like, her mom's fear is justified because it's not safe and she could... She could not come die back. ...die and not know and never come back. And hopefully the doctor would come back and tell them. But does he? I don't know. Does he always... I don't think I he don't comes know. back and tells people what happens to the companion. I don't uh, think he always does. I think sometimes they find out, but I don't think he always does. Yeah. And that's... We'll deal with that. That's a whole other thing. Yeah. Um, I don't, yeah, I don't have a basis of comparison, because the rest, well, yeah, I don't know, I mean, like, with Amy and Rory, but they didn't, he, they didn't actually die, but, no, but we don't they, see him go tell anybody what happened to them. Their dad, Rory's dad ends up finding oh, out. Oh, the dad. But does, does he write him a letter? I think maybe Rory writes a letter and the doctor gives it to I him. And, like, with Donna's grandpa, like, mm-hmm. yeah, the, doctor, he like says, the doctor does hold some accountability to these people's families. Sometimes, yeah. yeah. Like, Those are the only ones that we really see. Yeah. Um, yeah. And even, uh, even with Amy and Rory, when the doctor grandpa. has to tell his dad what happened, and it's just so heartbreaking, because, like, right, one of the first episodes, like, right before that one, he says, like, You'll, you'll keep them safe. He'll bring them back to me. And he's like, yeah, of course I will. And, oh, my God. Yeah. I'm going to not be okay with that one either. There's a lot. We're coming up on a lot of Doctor Who episodes that I'm going to emotionally, like, not be all right. Okay. Well. we'll I mean, I will be. And- <laughs> I will be because it's great and it's amazing. Yeah. And they're beautiful. But there's a lot of really yeah. intense Who episodes. Yeah. And, Getting like, this was, this was light and these fluffy, are, yeah, these but are even like, this is a little taster with Jackie right. and her whole fear with yeah. Rose. That is, even in those episodes that aren't, like, as powerful, there's still these undertones always. Yeah, that, always. You know, yeah. Shit gets real dark real fast. Yeah. It's an adventure, and the thing is, there's this very large assumption that the definition of an adventure is that it has a happy ending. And that's not guaranteed. Oh, no. It's not guaranteed at all. Yeah. In an adventure. Yeah. So, and I think they're always kind of trying to remind you of that. Of, like, this was fun. Yeah. The next time but, it might be. Yeah. Yeah. Is it time for, uh, dive into the vortex? Yes. Questions? Okay. I'm ready. We're trying a new segment. Yes. Um, so it's, you know. Diving into the vortex, where I am going to present questions to Brittany, and in turn, Brittany will present questions to me. When she has them. <laughs> it's a very, it's a very as needed, eh, who cares, yeah. basis. Uh, but you have to answer them without giving justification. You can explain after, but you have to just, just answer. say your answer. Okay. It's a Rorschach test. Okay. Ready? Yeah. Okay. So the first question, diving into the vortex. <laughs> Where do you keep your TARDIS key? In, well... <laughs> In a ah! hidden location. Yeah. I mean, I did have a first How thought. How secret and hidden of a location? It's well, not. What was your first thought? My first thought was, I have this uh, music box that my mom gave me that was actually my nani's, and it has like a secret hidden compartment in it behind the facade of. Are you bringing thing. that on the TARDIS with you? Mm, 
Okay, I guess I was thinking, where do you keep your TARDIS key at home when you're not? No, where do you keep your TARDIS key? Well, that was my first thought, and I failed. I love how your first thought was like, oh, this beautiful, this beautiful, endearing, like, antique music box. Do you know what my first thought was? Where do you keep your TARDIS key? In your... In my boob. Okay. I was like, in an area where you have to get cavity searched? (laughs) No, I thought, like, you know, when you don't have any pockets, where you get to keep something where it's not likely to fall out? Yeah. Right in the boob. Right in there. Right in the bra. I guess you... Like, if you want to keep it on your person, I guess I would put it on a necklace. Such a difference. Well, I think my hiding spot. Beautiful music box. (laughs) In my boob. It's good stuff. Well, I thought it was like, where do you hide something precious? Like, that was my... So now everybody knows about my hiding spot. <laughs> these, these sweater puppies are <laughs> precious. Uh, well, um, okay, but you have to have it on you. Okay, so if it's on my what's going to be your go-to? I would put it on a necklace. Yeah. Like, if you're... I'm not, like, carrying a purse, you know? No. So... I'm not... Mm-mm. Can yeah. you imagine? I would put it on a necklace like, Rose, inside my shirt, you know? Yeah. Can yeah. you imagine if Rose had a 2005, one of those, like, sequin satchel bags? Oh, my God. Just <laughs> the TARDIS key. Pack. <laughs> Good God. Candy packs are making a comeback. Yeah, what are, cool they, what are they calling them now? Oh, I don't know. Like um, a, not fanny pack. Like a utility belt or something? No, now they're strapping them. Oh. They're like... Strapping them onto their chest. I don't know. I'm not hip. Gen Z. Uh, Gen, yeah. First of all, Gen Z, do not come for me because there's <laughs> some there's some fashion but. mistakes that I've already made, and I appreciate that you are new and vibrant and young and creative, and you want to try everything out for yourselves. Respect, but I've been down that road. I've been down that Sorry, road. but that's what it is. And I know how it ends. Well, like, the thing with the fanny packs, if you kindly, like, please let me know what the actual name is, because, like, it's a fanny pack. It's a fanny pack. You're clipping it and wearing it around your chest, but that's a fanny pack. No, I know it. A... You know it. And you know what? Chest pack. No hate. Here's the thing. It's amazing to clip something to your waist or your chest, and then you got your hands free. Oh, dude. You can the move only purses and I wear are the, like, crossbody You can dance. Bags. You can rage. You can go to concerts. You can yeah. go to bars. Yeah. You can go to clubs. You can do whatever you want. That's right. I call you mine my playa belt. Like, it's my hippie utility belt. Yeah. That I wear to shows and stuff. Yeah. But I call it a playa belt. Well, but that's specific to Burning Man. To Burning Man. But that's where that term came from. But the hands-free men, I'm all about it. Yeah. Hands-free. Mine even has, like, an extendable is thing where smart. you can put a water bottle, which is fucking cool. Yeah. It can be a small pocket, or you can extend it. Big water pocket. bottle in there. So you have an undetectable extension charm? Yes! Yeah! Perfecto! I have one on my fanny pack in D&D. And I you know what? have Hermione's undetectable the, extension charm. The level thing. of shit that I yeah. have in my bag. I... So many things. Oh, so Legit. many things. Legit. Okay, so that was our first question. Okay. It went pretty well. Um, <laughs> well, I failed, but... No. <laughs> you figured... No, there's no failing on your okay. own podcast, Brittany. There's no... You can't fail. Okay. It's just, I wasn't thinking about it the right term, but This yeah. is us just hanging out and chilling. On, on the body, it's a necklace. Perfect. Or... That's a perfectly acceptable necklace. your boob location. Or in your boobie. Or in your boob. Um, also, then the second question is, based on, like, the temperament of the Slovene, what do you think Raxacalicophallopatorius looks like? Oof. Yeah. 
big, pudgy... <laughs> the planet? <laughs> the planet, yeah. Just think of it as like a... I mean, I guess it's round. What do you think of it? Just like yeah, planets are... Spherical. But I think of it as like looking kind of pudgy and gross. Like they're coloring... Like the the aliens actually so look kind of like a gray, to... green... Because I kind of feel like it would just look... Like, like a city, but not, not like Coruscant. Yeah. Not pretty and yeah. like modern and cool. Um, Just kind of that it would look like factories. Yeah. Like the Purina factory mm-hmm. when you're coming into Denver. Mm-hmm. And anyone who is ever listening to this and lives in Denver, you know exactly what we're talking yeah. about. Yeah, and you can smell it. And you can smell it. On a, on um, certain days. I feel like it's that. Just on everywhere. the entire planet, like, everywhere. Yeah, I mean, if their whole thing is to come to another planet for the purpose of industry... And resources. Yeah. It would mean, by extension, yeah. that they used all of the natural resources available like, on their from, planet. Like, from outer space. That's what I was thinking, is, like, what it looks like from outer space. Mm. Yeah. Is like... <laughs> see, this is okay. where we're on the different, like, wavelengths. Yeah, like, what does it look like from... I was thinking, for outer space, it's, like, this gray-green, just, like... And maybe that's all the smog from the industry just, like, filling up their whole maybe. atmosphere. It's just, like, a circling of gray-green smoggy wind. Yeah. Just, like, gas. Yeah. Various and, gaseous. Various and sundry <laughs> gases. Yeah. Okay. I can see that. Yeah. I was thinking, I of, like, from outer space, you know. I feel like... Earth is the blue marble, and theirs is just, like, a grody fart ball. <laughs> grody fart ball. <laughs> Is that going to be the subtitle? <laughs> we always pick the best. Grody fartball. Um, I feel like we had the large and then the detailed definition, but they're the same planet. They're the same yeah. thing. But I like that. My, here's what it looks like when you're flying in, and then when you get through their grody atmosphere, then is what you saw, which is all the mm-hmm. industry. Which is so funny, because usually in like real life, I tend to be like, well, it's big picture. Like, let's focus on the details. <laughs> no! Big ah. picture! I don't know why I now sound like a newscaster from the 40s. From the 40s no! Yeah. <laughs> oh, the humanity! <laughs> so on that note, were there any other questions? Any other things you needed to go over? I don't think so. Do you have anything for me? Uh, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, I, I didn't know. come up with a question, but I'm going to prepare those from now on. That's cool. We can yeah. do whatever. No stress. No sweat. We're just hanging out. Yeah. We're just shooting the shit about Doctor Who. It's okay. Not a big deal. Um, if you are listening to this and you have not listened to any of our other episodes, you can send... I, I think you probably should go ahead. You might be a little confused. Do what you want. Um... <laughs> But send us your Doctor Who stories of how you came to watch the show, what you love about it, favorite Doctor, favorite companion, favorite episodes, favorite monster. We are going to do that as a special episode yeah. sometime. We're going to do like total creature feature because I love some of the Good monsters ones. in Doctor Who. Yeah. Um, and you can send all Not of those. <laughs> it Or it could be. It could be. Well, you, yeah, you can. And then, it's not going to be my choice. Yeah, then like we can talk about it. But you can send those to... Where, Brittany? 
two girls and a TARDIS at gmail.com if you want to send an email, and that is with the number two. Uh, I feel like this is a test every time. <laughs> Only because or of the first time. The first one. Might as well set it straight. We're fine. <laughs> Starting off on the right foot. We're doing great. Um, or you can find us on Instagram at two girls and a TARDIS. The TWO, too. Yes. <laughs> the alphabetic tool. Yeah. Spelled out. The alphabetic tool. Alphabetic tool. <laughs> alphabetic tool. Y'all, it is yeah. late for me. Yeah. It's not late for Brittany. It's late for me. <laughs> um, I haven't eaten dinner yet. It's been a day. You're out of it? It's been a day. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Email us, twogirlsonatardis at gmail.com with the number two. Or follow us on Instagram. T-W-O, girls and a TARDIS. Yeah. And you can also, like, send us a DM. Tag us in some fun Doctor Who pictures. Yeah. Um, eventually, we're going to do some, like, videos. And I, we really would like to meet fellow Whovians. So, please, let's talk. Yeah. Because that's, that's fun. We can swap stories. We can trade ideas. We'd like to hear from you. Well... We're going to do the traveling TARDIS also. Yes. That's the, one of the first images that's on there is the tar- So it's a TARDIS mini that yes. I painted, and it's going to travel with us wherever we may go. The game, far. the game that started during COVID is now yeah. expanding. <laughs> yeah. Can't, my partner and I, during COVID, because people were locked inside and bored, um, I painted this, like, one-inch-tall TARDIS mini, and we started hiding it around the house, and the game was find the TARDIS, and you hide it in, like, kind of obvious location. Well, not necessarily not, obvious. Not like, all the time. No, yeah. There's Sometimes it disappears for a few months at a time. It was in the blue. It was in the blue jar. That was my Fuck. favorite. I think that was that my best. That took forever. <laughs> that was your best work, it's but supposed God to be, damn it. like, hidden in plain sight ish. Yeah. More like camouflage hiding games. The hidden and hidden site. Yeah. What that was. So the image, our third posting is the TARDIS, in fr- the painted TARDIS in front of a painting that's in our house, and I'm calling it Bad Wolf Bay. <laughs> As you should. But, yeah. As you should. So the TARDIS will travel and will create, it'll be like the traveling gnomes. Mm-hmm. And we'll create some content with that, which I think will be fun. It's gonna be great. Woo! Traveling so, TARDIS. Yeah, we're going to do some stuff and some things, and we'd love <laughs> to hear from you and uh, talk shop about Doctor Who. Talk but until then, we hope that you're doing good. I must said, have a good day. <laughs> it might be day for someone. I don't know what the fuck. It might be day. It's obviously late at night for us. We're, it might be. It <laughs> we're might be struggling day for to someone. sign off. I'm getting, I'm getting punchy. <laughs> I really don't know how to sign off. Well, yeah, we, um, we'll just we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna figure it out. That concludes our podcast. Yeah, do, thank you for listening. Do what you will. Thanks, thank you for listening. Brittany's so nice. You're so <laughs> nice. And uh, we'll see y'all soon. Bye. Bye.